Welcome to Diverse, a Society of Women Engineers podcast. SWE gives women engineers a unique place and voice within the engineering community. On Diverse, we highlight the incredible thought leaders and personalities in our community and discover who they are at home, at work, and in between. You can find all of our podcast episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm today's host, Caitlin Rowdybush, and welcome to Diverse, a SWE podcast. Please remember to subscribe and follow us on social media at SWE Diverse Podcast. On today's episode, we are recording from the WE22 conference floor. Our podcast is powered by Hess and located on the floor of the career fair. Today, I am joined by Deb Leach, VP of Technology and Innovation at Global Foundries and Executive Leader for Global Women. It's great to have you here, Deb. Thanks, Caitlin. I really appreciate having a part of this and being in a podcast with WE22. Yeah, it's so exciting to be on the conference floor. It's loud. It's vibrant. It's amazing here. We have had an unbelievable time in the career fair. Our interview booths are booked and we are just meeting amazing women at this conference. It's a great time to network and talk to new people and make new friends as well. It's fantastic for our team. We have a little over 30 people at the event, Mm -hmm. a mix of executives and early and mid-career engineers. So we have authors, we have patent award winners, and we have executives that are here to recruit and interview. Oh so gosh. we've got a great team and we're really enjoying our time here. Is this your first WE conference? It's my fifth. It's your fifth? Fifth WE conference. Wow. Five years in a row? or No. Nope. LA, Nashville, Philly, Anaheim, Austin. And actually, this is my sixth. Oh my gosh. Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about your experiences with the WE conferences. What have you learned? What, what's your biggest takeaway? We've learned a lot about how to compete for talent. You know, this is the most incredible career fair that I think exists in the industry. And so we have stepped up our game every year. And one, we're a pretty new company. So we have a brand element we have to work on. Mm -hmm. We have a hiring element and people getting to know our company, our brand and what we're all about. So we have a lot of work. But I joined Global Foundries in 2014. And that was the year we became CPC members. So that was my first integration with SWE. And of the six times, I have been a speaker four times. So mostly I've come to be a speaker. And in the last couple of years, have moved my focus a lot towards recruiting. I bet. Share with our audience, what is your company? Speak a little bit about your role and and all of that. And how they can find you at the conference. We are at the career fair and we're actively interviewing for interns and new college hires. And Global Foundries is a semiconductor company. We are a foundry. We are one of five in the world. And we are the only U.S. headquartered foundry in the world. And if you've heard about chips and you've heard about the chip shortage when it comes to automotive, Mm -hmm. when it comes to the supply chain, we are at the heart of that. And we have done tremendous work since COVID to supply infrastructure, computers, phones, laptops of everyone that needed connectivity Mm -hmm. during COVID. And now trying to help the auto industry recover, we are in almost every aspect of your life. Google Nest devices, thermostats, cars, routers, laptops. Mm -hmm. We, you know, if you can, has a chip in it, GF likely has a part in it. We would say that almost every cell phone that's a smart device has a GF chip in it. Wow. If you have one, you have GF in your hands. We like to think (laughs) we have you in our hands. Yeah. And so we 
the other great news about GF is we became a public company almost one year ago. Next week is our anniversary. Congratulations! It will be in New York City for to do the closing bell on our anniversary. So GF is a company that is growing. We are excited. We have added fabs in Singapore and we'll also look to add fabs in the U.S. and grow our capacity in Europe. Mm-hmm. We recently announced a huge joint manufacturing agreement with ST Micro in France and supported by the government. And we are actively working now with the federal government, New York State Senator Schumer on the CHIPS Act and applying for funding for GF as we believe, you know, public and private partnership has Mm -hmm. to be there to grow this industry and not have what happened to the auto industry in our supply chain again. So we are super active in that right now, now that President Biden signed the Mm -hmm. bill and hoping to break ground on a new facility in New York, as well as other capacity around the globe. We are the only truly global foundry in the world. We have manufacturing in Singapore, now will be coming in France, in Germany, as well as in the U.S. in two locations. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the pandemic threw a huge learning curve to probably every single business that's on this career floor right now. Yes. Yes, we, I mean, we learned a lot. We never stopped operating. Mm-hmm. So the controls put in place by Global Foundries were tremendous. It was, it felt very safe to me. I was on site the whole time, felt very safe for me. But also we got even closer to our customers from a point of view of understanding what they needed sure. because the supply chain became so stressed. And also trying to help families at GF be successful. So problems with, struggling with daycare, struggling with school and kids' connectivity with devices. We donated a lot of devices to schools for more underprivileged children and just tried to be really strong in the community, food pantry donations, and help our team work through it because it was a really tough time for everyone. But for us as a manufacturer of chips, we were also under tremendous pressure to deliver. So it was pretty complex for GF, but I think we were incredibly successful. How have your recruiting efforts changed since the pandemic? So we have, I would say, a few things, maybe a little bit less in recruiting efforts, but listening to what students are telling us and changing what we offer at Global Foundries. Mm -hmm. So we're more flexible about schedule and, you know, working from home. Uh, We have really strong family leave policies. So I think it's more that listening. We also have uplifted our game from a sustainability perspective. That's very important to millennials to be sustainable as a company and as an industry. Mm -hmm. So from a recruiting practice here, it's we wanted to have people that are new to the GF experience, maybe some alumni of the schools we're recruiting at, also some executives. So you can talk about, I got more questions in the interviews about how did I get to the role I'm in? Then maybe about GF, like, you know, how did you progress in the industry? So we have a mix of executives and early career, which I think was smart for us. And we also had pre-screens. So we had students already booked in our schedules Thursday and used the career for yesterday that were fully booked today. And, and even going to have a hot list for like Monday. Oh so, my gosh. yeah. So we've really tried to up our game. That's exciting though. Yeah. Really, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are interested in hearing about it. Yeah. And we also, you know, it wasn't as, you know, as I've progressed through the years with the WE conference, it wasn't as comfortable for GF to do on-site offers, Mm -hmm. but we're doing them for two years now. We've been doing them. 
Wow. Yeah. So we've upped our game there too. Yeah. It's all about pivoting. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Lots of pivoting. That's yeah. The, the expectation gets higher and higher from the college grads of what they expect in a company and what they want in their career. Yeah. And so it's kind of, you got to keep listening every year and try to adapt to what they're looking of for. Of course. Adaption is key. Yeah, exactly. So you're an executive leader for DEI. Can you share with our listeners what this means to you and why it's so important uh, and what you do with that? Absolutely. It's frankly why I come to work every day. I am an executive leader of Global Women at Global Foundries, mm -hmm. and we are a women's network. We started out in one site. We now, we've, we actually follow a lot of the SWE language. So we have nine chapters. So we use kind of some of the same language as SWE. And we are global. So we are in India. We are in Singapore, China, Dresden, Germany, Bulgaria. And then throughout the U.S., we have locations in California, Texas, New York, and Vermont. Okay. So we have grown tremendously. We focus primarily, we like to think we have a brand, and we like to focus on the development and leadership qualities of women at GF and building those skills, finding opportunities, mentoring women, everything in that space. And we do everything from a podcast chat. So we'll listen to a podcast and the team will chat about it. And we have like book clubs. So we have some of the more basic things, but we also have speakers. We've had the Lieutenant Governor of New York speak on International mm -hmm. Women's Day. We have an event that I invented called Meet, Greet, and Grill. So <laughs> Meet, Greet, and Grill, we have a barbecue. So mm -hmm. it's that's the grill. And it's a huge networking opportunity. We're women on site. And we actually, for all our events, we invite all employees. So it's not, but we get mostly women. Sure. And we invite the senior leaders and we have wish boards. So on the wish board, a woman can put up a card and wish for something like a mentoring experience with an executive, a coffee chat with a technical leader. Uh, they want to learn a new skill or they want a tour of the fab. So they get to put these wishes up on the board and we have all the senior leaders that have grant post-its and they grant the wishes at the event. Wow. And anything we don't grant, I help get granted after the fact. Very godmother. So, <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's a, we had over 150 attendees this year, over 90 wishes. It was our biggest That's event. That's incredible. So we do things like that that are kind of a networking and fun, but we also have a conference. So we've had three conferences that have started at about 200 and up to 300 where we have speakers, we have networking opportunity, we have almost a workshop type talk. Last year, I spoke about building your own personal board of directors with an executive coach. Mm -hmm. So where the team would start working on that personal board of directors. So frankly, Global Women is why I come to work every day. I'm close to it every week. I'm doing something with Global Women and it's part of why I'm here at we why I get involved with we why I want to speak at the conferences so and we've also tried to model some recognition we has done a great job in things for recognizing women so we've tried to do some recognition as well we do some work on international women's day we also try to recognize allies that's mm -hmm. one of our awards we have at the end of the year so you're our model of kind of how we grab tidbits i even and i know you changed the name this year but one part of our conference is we have lightning talks from executives at GF. Uh -huh. Back in the day, you guys had lightning, yeah, lightning talks. talks. Yeah. yeah. So we use that language as well. So you're like our modeling guide as global women. I love that. Sister organization. Exactly. Yeah. Taking, taking leadership from other people and, and yeah. being able to execute that. 
we try to share as much as possible within GF. And I found that when we work with the sweet team or, you know, I work a lot with Jennifer Scott, she's really open to giving us best ideas, best methods, and just sharing back and forth. So it's yeah. a great partnership. Open for us. line of communication. Absolutely. So you sound like you're a well of knowledge. So I have some questions for you. We always like okay. to ask our guests to share some advice. Okay. So for our listeners that maybe struggle with self-doubt in their career or experience imposter syndrome, what kind of advice would you give them to overcome that? I think as engineers and particularly as a, a younger engineer, how to be king in the room is with data. Mm-hmm. So I think for me as a new engineer and early in my career, I always had that background of data and that, that confidence in how I was going to present something that would build confidence in the room, that I would get my time, I would get my voice in the room. Mm-hmm. And I think the other piece that helps you build confidence in that place you go to maybe ask the questions you don't want to ask your boss is, is getting a mentor. And it's something we've had mixed success with at Global Foundries, but it's probably been the most fundamental thing I've had in my career as a mentor, where I can ask the questions I don't want to ask my boss, or maybe something I felt like in a meeting I didn't handle something well, and I can talk to them about, hey, what what could I have done better, right? Yeah. So that's been the most important mentor in your life during your career. Oh, or if you can't narrow it down to just one. Yeah, (laughs) I've had many. Our CEO, Tom Caulfield, I've known further back in my career and has been an exceptional mentor to me. Just from a point of view of his business savviness, I tend a little bit more now in my career to the business side and how he can fundamentally read a room and get to the heart of something Mm -hmm. and help me do that in my own job. What has been your biggest accomplishment thus far in your career? I would have to say the work I've done with Global Women. To be completely honest, it's the best. (laughs) You know, the number of people who have told me that it's made a difference when I've been in an interview and somebody said they agreed to be interviewed with Global Foundries because they read about Global Women, that sure. to me is probably the best thing. Technically, probably working on, on games, PlayStation, you know, things that I could go, mostly when I'm at work and I'm, when I was in engineering roles, you know, nobody knows what you do. You know, when you say you make chips, they're, you know, it's hard to understand. And, but when you can tell somebody when they have a PlayStation in their hand or an A, cell phone in their hand that you made the chips in those phones, Mm -hmm. that feels pretty good. If our listeners uh, want to check out Global Foundries and possibly look for a job, what's the best way for them to find more information? The best is on our website, gf.com, and visit us at the career booth before you leave today. Okay. Yeah. And we'll also have a blog post about this so they can check out those links there and go straight to the website. Deb, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. It's been great. You're welcome. I really appreciate enjoyed it. And thanks for letting me be a part of this. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. With that, I'm Caitlin Rowdybush. And from all of us at SWE, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Diverse. Please don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with your social network. You can keep up to date with our podcast on Instagram at SWE Diverse Podcast and on our blog, altogether at altogether.swe.org.